dedicated to each and every one of you who appreciate a great glass of wine. You know what I mean? It's Monday. Let's raise a glass to the beginning of another week. It's time to unscrew, uncork, or saber a bottle. And let's begin exploring the wine glass. With every vintage, a winery has so many decisions to make. Many are about the vineyards and the fruit, but others are purely judgments about marketing. What will make the customers pick up their bottle of wine over another bottle that is right next to it? Today on the podcast, I sit down with some wine lovers and we discuss whether we agree or disagree with the decisions that were made. Joining me in the conversation is Michael Kelly of California Wines and Wineries, Susanna Gold of Vigneto Communications, and Luciana Brass of Wine Talk Group. Slancha. I want to give a big shout out to Feeling Vine for leaving this five-star review. Loving this podcast. I've been enjoying this podcast and loving the guests she has on. I have also found some new wines to try and look for. I would definitely recommend it. I love your name, Feeling Vine, and thank you for listening and for leaving this fantastic review. This truly is the best way to show support of the podcast and to help let other wine lovers find Exploring the Wine Glass. Hey everybody, I'm Lori Budd, a UC Davis winemaking program, someday service, champagne specialist, and WSET level 2 graduate. You can find Exploring the Wine Glass on all the socials as well as your favorite podcast catchers. If you haven't subscribed yet, now's the perfect time to swipe, subscribe, rate, and review. I promise I'll never tell you what to drink, but I'll always share what's in my glass. Even in the Bible. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Wine Writers Wrap Up. I get together with a group of wine-loving friends, and we have a topic or a couple of topics to discuss, and we just kind of tell it how it is and how we feel. So um, I am your host, Lori, a UC Davis winemaking graduate, uh, WSET Level 2 graduate, Psalm Service, and a champagne specialist. And I am your host, and I'm going to... I've got an interesting, or what I think is an interesting topic today. So I'm going to go with Michael first. You want to give a little brief intro to yourself? Sure. My name is Michael Kelly. I'm a writer for California Wines and Wineries. I'm also a wine judge. Um, I blog, um, blogger, um, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and and collect a lot of wine and collect a lot of wine. And wine collector. Awesome. And we have a new face to Wine Writers Wrap Up, so I'm very excited to welcome Luciana. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi there. I'm Luciana Brass I'm from the Wine Talk Group. And I'm officially, I name myself International Wine Observer. I travel, I taste, I've been judging and writing. And I don't know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I like that, etc., etc. Wonderful. And Susanna. Hi. So I'm Susanna Gold, and I am. I wear a lot of different hats in the wine industry. I have a public relations company called Vigneto Communications. But in my heart, I'm a wine writer and a wine blogger and a wine educator. I'm a real Italy specialist. That's my sweet spot. And, um, but just a wine lover in general. And I have many wine degrees, starting with diploma and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of et cetera. There's a lot of et cetera. Yep. All right. So, Lucia, I see you are drinking. What are you, what is in your glass tonight? I have a Langi, a Nebbiolo. Ah. Oh, nice. Very, very nice. So, yeah, it's something close to my heart, and it's good. I I can see some sunshine on my window, and I thought, okay, let's change the mood. (laughs) Yep, and that's what we got to do sometimes, what we have to do. Uh, Susanna, are you drinking anything? I am drinking something. Um, I have a like really seriously old-fashioned wine glass that I'm embarrassed to show, but I'm I'm drinking um, drinking Armagnac. I'm drinking Armagnac from Chateau La Bode, La La Abode, 
and um, it's a VSOP, and I'm drinking Armagnac because I'm a big Armagnac fan, and I've become even more of an Armagnac fan in during the pandemic, <laughs> and I'm kind of... Today's a big day because it was the last time I taught a wine class in person a year ago. And oh. I'm just, you know, mindful of the year that's been. So I feel like it calls for a meditative something. And Armagnac is that. Very nice. Very nice. Michael, are you pre-gaming? I have, a, again, a 2021 water. It's excellent. Uh, it's in a, a Riedel glass. It doesn't look like Riedel, but it's actually a Riedel glass <laughs> made for water. Uh, well, I'm I'm doing the water with you also. Um, I I, I kind of just did an hour and a half yoga, and body's not quite ready for wine yet. So we're just kind of replenishing the fluids with, with some water here. Um, but anyway, so... Thank you all for joining me today. And it was kind of short notice that I got this idea and uh, I sent out the email and bam, here we are. But so I'm going to backtrack a little bit. On the blog this week, um, I wrote a post for uh, Taste Washington, a sponsored post for Taste Washington with a lovely winery um, called Muret Gaston, which is a second label for uh, Purple Star wines. And the wine, was I had a, this nice single vineyard uh, designated Syrah. It was beautiful. And for the first time of this like type of sponsored post, like we had an organizer that sent out phone numbers to everybody. So I was on the phone with the owners um, talking to Amy and uh, it was wonderful. So we wrote the post and then I was talking to her and she asked me a question, winery to winery. She's like, you know, I got to ask you a question. What do you think of of capsules? And I'm like, I started laughing and I'm like, you know what? I am in a year battle with Mike because I want naked bottles. I want wines that don't have capsules on them because I think it's just bad for the environment. And we are so, uh, you know, I'm a tree hugger. You know, I want to do everything I can for the environment. And the capsules are just, they're aesthetic, but they're, you know, they just go into uh, the garbage dump, you know. And I was like, so, but Mike is very anti-capsules. So I told her, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to have a wine writers wrap up and we're going to discuss this. So that is where this triggered. So we're going to start off with the capsules. And what are your thoughts on capsules? Are they important? Are they not important? Do you care? Would you buy, not buy? Tell me what you, tell me your thoughts on capsules. Can I start? You can. Okay. So my thoughts on capsules are um, varied. I have different feelings about capsules. This week I hate capsules because one of them just broke my Corvin needle. I didn't realize the depth of the capsule that I was using. And I thought I could just use my Corvin. I'm not too expert on Corvin using it with the capsule on it. And it killed my my two of my needles oh. of this yeah luckily i had bought a pack of four but so i'm i'm not pro capsule this week because of that but um i have mixed feelings i've bought wines usually natural wines that don't have capsules on them and it feels a little unfinished to me i it feels a little raw i get it like from a marketing branding perspective um the traditionalist in me kind of misses the capsule. But then again, when I'm opening a bottle of wine and I'm trying to do it in a very beautiful way so that I can get a perfect picture of the open bottle of wine and I kind of rip the capsule or I cut myself with the capsule, you know, I think maybe it's better to not have capsules. So I go back and forth about it. Of course, all of this is not talking about the environment. So for the environment, everything should not have a capsule on it, right? But then again, you know, should it have a glass bottle for the environment? I mean, we could, you know, take this to the extreme. So that's my kind of that's you, that's multifaceted your... <laughs> view on capsules for the moment. Okay. Michael, Luciana? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah uh, so I was doing a story earlier this week on this winery down in uh, Pismo, uh, Pismo Beach area. 
uh, called Graciana, and so I had a conversation. <laughs> Paso, uh, not Pismo. Paso. Oh yeah, Paso. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so I had this. I had this uh, opportunity to talk to, to Lori, and uh, we went on about, about this subject, and so I'll share it. Uh, the one hand, you know, typically we have a cutter, a foil cutter, so you can cut, make a nice clean cut around it, or you know, if you want to get fancy, you can put the thing up, put the cork in the up in it, you know, depending on what you want to do and who you're trying to impress or not impress. But the one thing I do, so I agree from a environmental aspect to get rid of the capsule. And they're also, uh, I, you know, I volunteer sometimes at a friend's winery putting the capsules on and you get them wrong and they, they double over and you got to peel them off and et cetera, et cetera. But I think one thing um, that that I do like about capsules and, and is that you it keeps it um, um, hygienically clean. And because now, again, we always because we always are serving on tablecloths, even just Susan, my, my wife, and myself, we have a table and linen on it. So you always put a, a drip uh, mechanism so it doesn't drip. But if you didn't do it that way, I think the wine could pour over that lip. And if it wasn't clean, you might tamper with or get something tampered or tampered with the wine. So, um, but that's kind of, I think kind of, you know, it maybe many years ago, people were doing things in grocery stores and putting um, bad things on foods and foils and things of this sort. I don't think there's a big, thing to go after wine but uh, who knows i but i just i just i think i would weigh in on keeping the foil on there lucian yeah i think depends depends what the material you use for the capsule if you have it aluminium only it's 100 percent to recycle so i don't think a problem i don't see any problem in 100 percent recycle and if you um, you can have a paper capsule as well, and you can recycle that as well. So I don't I don't see a big problem when you can recycle your material. And I do believe if you sell on your cellar door on your tasting room, I I don't see any problem to sell the wine without the capsule. But if you're gonna export the wine. There is the logistic involved and transportation weather and all the manipulation of the bottles and boxes and the package itself. So I think if you're going to export your wine or your wine is going to be a great deal of time in the transportation, uh, I think capsule uh, could help you in that process. Yeah, I think if you're exporting it, it's a whole different it's a whole different story. I, it, we per Jersina doesn't export. <laughs> you know, oh, good. Our, <laughs> our 400 cases aren't going, uh, you know, across yeah. any borders. Um, but uh, yeah, I can see I can see that that you would need the capsule. Um, but uh, and Michael, you know, I when we were talking, you had mentioned that about the the um, cleanliness or you know whatever, and I'm thinking, you know what. I'm a microbiologist and that never entered my mind, but I, I would, you know, it's kind of the same thing as, you know, um, when you're drinking a can of beer or, well, or, yeah, soda exactly. or, or whatever. Yeah. And not that this cleans anything, but I <laughs> never, oh, I never drink out of a can of anything without doing this with my shirt. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> like, not, and, and that doesn't, all that does is get the dust off there, you know, um, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I, I guess like you could, just as you get into the habit of cutting the foil, Right, which Suzanne is going to do forever and ever now. That um, you know, uh, you could get into the habit of just wiping it down with with that alcohol. If you you know wipe it down with alcohol, and that evaporates. That's not going to affect the the pour. Um, and yeah, I th I guess aluminum. You know, aluminum. I didn't really. I didn't know you could. You just put it in normal recycling aluminum. What about yeah. the tin? But tin isn't. Right? It's tin and aluminum. I should know this. Yeah, aluminum is the only package 
that you can recycle a hundred percent. Not even paper, you get a hundred percent. Oh wow! Wow, see, I didn't know that. Lear gotta love learning something new. I, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, so the the person uh, at Purple Star, Amy, she wants. The, I don't. I don't know if this is really what it's called, and we have to probably change that because it means something different now. But um, she she's for the naked bottle also. Um, and her husband doesn't want to do it. And we're like, hmm, you know. That's interesting. I um, I bought these wines from Michigan. And it was a naked bottle without um, finding a better term. And it felt to me, it made me think that it was very much a um, homemade wine, but not in the positive sense. Right. It kind of made me feel like the wine that I make, because I make wine at home too. And I don't, sometimes I randomly put on capsules, but mostly I don't. And it felt, there was something that felt very artisanal about it, but kind of in like, you know, you make it in your garage way, not in the positive garagist way, right? right. So I don't know. Um, that's neither here nor there, but I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I do feel that the bottle looks naked in the negative way, not positive. Well, that is exactly how Mike feels. And that's why he, he, doesn't want to do that is he feels that it it lowers the expectation of quality um, it does unless you're a natural wine producer and then it makes it feel like it kind of works with the whole i'm a natural wine producer vibe right right you know it depends how you're marketing what you're doing right yeah i think i mean i don't yeah. know what do you guys think well i agree yeah and well, interesting when we uh one thing I forgot to mention, I, I am the uh, host of the uh, uh, National Cap Franc uh, competition. But one of the things that we did when all these Cap Francs came in for the tasting event was, and they came from 14 different states and 55 different uh, AV, or not 55 AVs, 55 wineries. It, some were just a simple red or black capsule and that was it. Some obviously had their the uh, logo or something impregnated on the top of it, or printed. But the I saw some very classy ones from uh, Virginia, uh, New York, Michigan, um, Virginia, where they were. They actually used that mechanism uh, with the capsule for advertising, and whether for for and it. It was either for standing out on the shelf or for, again, giving the consumer the impression this is a classy bottle with a little horseman or something on there. So it, it, to me, it was a, I think that's an unused advertising area or space. I, I agree with you completely. That's I mean, thoughts. in Europe, yeah, but if you, if you think about it also in Europe, all of the kind of the traceability of the you know thing is in a little ribbon around the top of it i mean the logos of the consortium are all on the top of it i mean the capsule right. has a really fundamental role um so i don't know yeah also um the capsule um it's another way for bigger wineries to um recognize the wine because of the color of the capsule so you can recognize without pulling up the bottle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Michael, I will share a little secret with you. Okay. Mm -hmm. at, at the Cab Franc competition, Amber and I were walking through. And so he had all of the bottles um, in brown bags. Okay. Up to, up to the neck of it. And we walked by and I said to Amber, I'm like, that's Dracaena Wines. And she's like, how can you tell that? I'm like, the capsule. I know my capsule. Yeah. And then we, well, when you if it was a plain, it was a plain black or a plain red, unless it was a very, it stood out significantly. Well, I just I, know my color. I just yeah. know my specific color. Yeah. And she laughed yeah. when when we un, when we pulled the the brown well, bags yeah. off. She's like, you you're right. I'm like, I I hope I know my capsules. <laughs> like, but I had it. 
but the ones that were advertised, I had to cut all those right, off. Right. Yeah. There were others that, that you had taken them all already. Ours does not say Dracaena on it. Ours has uh, a grape cluster on the top where you would cut off in order to, to pull yeah. the cork off. Ours has a grape cluster there. That obviously wasn't there because the bottle was yes. open. But you just, you, they, you know, capsule, there's, there's so many things that people don't think about in terms of owning a winery. Like, you know, the... <laughs> you choose that color of that capsule like there you know you say it's gold but there's like 20 different golds you choose you you could choose from you know so. yeah absolutely <laughs> so having had that experience you're still anti-capsule i i just am more mother nature you know like but i don't think they get to so i didn't know they were recyclable so that changes everything but I don't think the majority of people recycle it. Although I must say, I don't rip the capsule off of the bottle and I recycle the, <laughs> the bottle. Um, so I guess if, if it's recyclable, it's getting recycled. Um, but What about uh, screw caps? Um, all right. You have Australians go for screw caps. You have Austria going for screw caps and so many other places and countries going for screw caps. Because you can recycle one one hundred percent is mm -hmm. easy, and it's good for the environment. Okay. Absolutely. Um, in I think in twenty twenty one, screw caps have come a long way. You think, you know, two you know even two thousand fourteen two thousand fifteen people were very very anti screw caps. Um, so I think they've come. The concept of a screw cap has come a long way, um, but I read an academic article uh, that ran a scientific study, uh, and it was a large scientific study. And what they did was they had um, people sitting in a room facing this direction, and behind them, they either pulled a cork or unscrewed, you know, that that the unscrew gets and then they poured the wine okay and it was an overwhelming response that the wine that was in under cork now this is in america also um that the wine under yeah. cork was a better tasting wine it was rated significantly higher and it was the same wine them pulling the cork and then popping the screw twisting the screw was on were on different bottles it had nothing you know they were just making that sound so the people hearing the cork being pulled rated the wine higher significantly than than a screw cap. yeah i can see that i can too yeah. i can see that and i also like the german um, glass top yes. with the with the plastic um wrap on top yep. of it so you can recycle everything right i like that too but for young wines right like kind of modern young wines mm -hmm. and you need to know what your market goes for mm -hmm. because if you have kind of traditional market a traditional audience they they're not going for screw cups or glass or whatever <laughs> they really want the cork. Yeah. so you need to know who is going to buy your wine Mm -hmm. who, who is your target and 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 then you choose isn't the biggest issue though in terms of a bottle rather than the capsule the weight of the bottle well that was my next concept that to discuss way to pull it right in there Susanna Woo! um yes we're the, friends right yes I'm your friend what is so here's the that was my next concept is bottle weight so the perception of a heavy bottle versus a lighter bottle. Go at it. Here, here, I feel like there's no contest. All oh. I want is a lighter bottle. Your heavy bottle makes me think that you're not bright, not that your wine is better. It makes me think you're hurting the environment, you're showy, and you're not, you know, you're not really thinking about your consumer. You're not thinking about the people who are stocking your wine. You know, here, I'm all in on lighter bottles for everything. I don't mean lighter color. I mean lighter weight. I don't see why everybody isn't packaging in lighter, lighter weight, you know, to ship around the world. Domestic, imported, everything. All in on lighter bottles. 
Well, I do think um, out of the country when they're importing it, I do think they tend to keep it a little lighter. Um, no. There are plenty of bottles that I have had from right. Italy that are like okay. nine pounds. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, and, and, or, you know, if I've been in Italy and people want to give me a bottle, they give me like a nine pound <laughs> bottle to show me the importance of what they're giving me. And I can barely carry that. I can barely carry that. Right. It's no, a weight I, of two champagne bottles. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just, uh, yeah. I mean, I, on this, I really have just one view, but which is it, everybody should be making a lighter thing, glass. Right? Is that cultural it's a cultural thing, thing of yeah. course. It's like cork, but the bottles are really, you know, the carbon footprint of each of these wineries would be so much better if they had lighter bottles. I mean, it, it, it really, it really could make a difference for our environment. I mean, for everybody, it's a big deal. I totally weight. agree. Yeah. I don't understand the heavy bottle concept at all because, as you were saying today, it all it does is. From a winery aspect, it costs me more money. It's right. horrible for the environment. And then people who, okay, if they're going to walk into a tasting room and carry a bottle of wine, it's heavy, but okay. But most people, the majority of sales are being done, you know, I'm shipping bottles. Well, it's already, it, it costs us $50 to ship a case of wine from California to New Jersey. That's what it costs us $50. And that's with our bottles. Now you pop, pop in some of these bottles. You know, if if it's that like six pound, our bottles are under three pounds a bottle, filled, filled, right? So you're popping. If you're doing a six pound bottle, you're you're it's seventy five, eighty dollars to ship a case of wine. Who's paying that? I mean, now we pay. I take that back. We pay for our shipping. If you buy a case, it's it's a penny because it's illegal to ship free. But not a lot of wineries do that. So who's paying that bill? And let's forget a case. Let's just say three bottles. My customer is paying more shipping just to have a heavy bottle. I, it, no, no rhyme and reason to me. I, I think you can make an analogy with books. Before Amazon came along, the books were heavy. And people like to show off like this book is so heavy you know, the weight of knowledge or something like this. And Amazon came and changed everything. Now books are very light and very thin paper um, printed. I think uh, one good thing that this pandemic and this COVID quarantine can bring us is that effect. As we ship more wines, people can just light up an idea, oh, we can do just like the books and get lighter bottles. Maybe something good come out of the pandemic regarding to the bottles. Wait. Well, I have to say, I think our little, my little, not to call any wine region out, but our little neighbors up north <laughs> have, have a, that personality of I have to I, you know, I you're paying ninety dollars, a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars for a bottle of wine. You know, we've got to have it in this dirty, big old, heavy glass so that you feel like you're getting your money's worth. So, so I'll take an I'll go contrarian position on this uh, against against three women. So I'm gonna I'm no I know I'm gonna lose right away. <laughs> you've lost her. Uh, you before you yeah. even said anything, you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't even matter the subject, you know. No. But, uh, but um, I agree for all the reasons you said, Suzanne, uh, that about the, the shipping. And I know the shipping costs are ridiculous with extra weight and uh, stocking it, distributing the wine, uh, displaying it in your uh, winery, etc. It all comes down to a lot of extra work. Uh, and for the most part, needlessly, I really say that. But on the on on the one hand, and so like I know like all the wines I get that coming from Chile, Argentina, most most from Europe are generally lighter weight, okay. And even from the East Coast, a lot of the wines come in a little bit lighter. But I do like having in for a display, and again, that goes back to ego. It has nothing to do with the quality of the wine on the inside. But when you're displaying your wine, you you like to see a nice heavy bottle and it and 
And for the uninitiated, they probably think it is a better wine, whether, and a lot of it, so Lori, your comment about coming from Napa, I mean, I, I opened didn't a say a word. Uh, you know, yes, you did. But, but you know, I had a Crocker and Star this week, Stone Place, 2011 cab. And that bottle must have weighed three times what another bottle weighed that was right next to it when I was getting ready to, to do a story on it. And I was like amazed at how much. And then it, we, go, we go back into what the bunt is on the bottom. And that butt was a full two inches in, whereas the bottle I had from um, Argentina was flat, or maybe had an eighth of an inch, and the glass was very shallow. But the difference in weight was like 3x, minimum, minimum 3x. So now, uh, Crocker and Star, Pam Star, can go ahead and... and charge you 110 120 dollars for that bottle of wine versus the malbec from argentina which i got for 19 or 20 dollars so that's a big difference right you know right there right but should that should just because she's charging 150 dollars uh, you know I, I the fruit is more expensive i give i give that but she could say they any winery can save money if they do lighter glass okay so the only thing is, is that if it costs me and and these are not correct numbers if it costs me a dollar a bottle that dollar is being transferred to my customer so if it costs me three dollars a bottle three dollars is being passed on to my customer my wine is still my wine it there's nothing different that's going into that bottle of wine other than that that my customer is paying two dollars more for the wine because my you know my cost of goods is so expensive right but it's also much worse for the environment Beyond, depending yes. on the size yeah, yeah. of your winery and also how about organic wineries or biodynamic wineries that then have incredibly heavy bottles. Like the disconnect between that or like you'll talk to the owner who's smoking <laughs> while they have organic or biodynamic wine. Like I don't get that. Do you know what I mean? I don't get that at all. And I've seen yeah. it a lot. And I kind of feel like at least be consistent in your messaging and your person. I mean, you know, you want to smoke, that's your that's your deal. But, you yeah. know, then... You, you know what I mean? You you claim to be biodynamic. Then why do you have such a heavy bottle? Like, I kind of feel like there's a lot of inconsistency out there. And bottle weight could really be one where people are with their own personal branding message. I think it's for uh, cultural. Because if you look to French wine and if you look to Bourgogne and Bordeaux, they are not heavy as Italians. You know, and it's, yet they are very good quality and very expensive. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it's it's. I, I think it's um. There is two things involved. I'm gonna put my hat of customer behavior um, specialist. Um, I think there is two things involved in the package. One, it's the market. How the, your market perceives um, view. Uh, added value and the other side of it is vanity how vain is the producer so the bottle reflects both uh, aspects and you can have I don't care about the market I'm gonna do my bottle as I see it and that's it I like a heavy one I like a white label and I'm gonna print in the most expensive paper and I don't care and that's vanity, right? And at the other side, you have a market that says, oh, if it's not heavy, it's not good. Because that market doesn't care about the wine itself. It's about showing off labels. So if you're not in that extreme, <laughs> you can balance something in between. You can have a lighter bottle because you have a very good wine. And you, if you have an if you know your audience already and you know your market already they're gonna be happy with your decision because they do care about the environment as much as you do 
So I think it's a, it's a good symbiosis to think about the customer. Well, well said. Yeah, and I think that the, the reality is uh, if um, maybe down in Pismo, people are more buying wine because it's part of their everyday experience and what they want to eat and drink down there. But on other uh, wineries, of, without mentioning names, I wonder how many of those folks are, I mean, and I've been, I spent a lot of time there, how many are really uninitiated to the understanding the wine business and the wine and, you know, how wine's made and the value of wine and what the cost difference in labeling and a bottle weight and all this. I'm, I'm convinced that most of the folks I see going through, um, I call it Disney, Disneyland North, um, uh, how much they do not know really about wine. It doesn't matter for the market doesn't matter that's the thing that's the big difference between the wine trade and the whiskey trade for example or the beer or the other alcoholic beverage the wine trade is always worried about knowledge it's always always worried about educating the consumer the whiskey trade they, they want to educate who wants to be educated but they don't care who is buying they're selling to everybody right and the wine trade is kind of no 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 no. you need to know this you need to know that you need to understand that the consumer doesn't need to understand anything to buy right. they just like it right they either like it or they don't like it right yeah and that's it and the most difficult thing is not to sell the first bottle is to to sell the second one and when the customer comes back to buy your wine that's the most difficult thing. And for the wine trade, is a challenger. All because this, we need to educate. You have to know. You have to study. You have to learn. No, I don't. If I don't want to. Right. I can know absolutely nothing other than I like this. And that's good. Yep. And I'm going to buy and yeah. I come back and I'm going to buy again. And I think the wine trade would uh, learn a lot with the whiskey industry in that manner. And now, a word from our sponsor. Dracaena Wines loves to give back. There are so many fur babies that deserve to find their forever home. We would love to be able to help as many as possible. If you are part of a nonprofit organization or know of a nonprofit organization that would like to hold a fundraiser, please contact us at contact at dracinawines.com or visit our website, dracinawines.com, to fill out the form. How does the fundraiser work? It is super simple and costs your group absolutely nothing. Together, we will choose a month that your group will be sponsored. During the month, you promote the fundraiser just like any other event you'd hold. At the end of the month, we will donate 20% of the sales to your organization. The donations will be made in the name of each individual who purchased the wine so that you know exactly who helped the animals. Our goal is to raise as much funds as we possibly can and to help as many animals as possible. So please help us help as many fur babies as we possibly can. Yeah, I yeah, very valid point. Absolutely. You don't, yeah. you know, you don't have, you, you don't need to understand. Don't take me wrong. I'm a no, wine I'm, geek. I, I love to learn. Yeah. I love to make questions. Right, I but love that's, to geek that's in our the wine. That's our <laughs> inner selves. That's our inner geek. That's us. But I drank wine before I knew what I was, what I was doing. You know, I don't, I was drinking wine before, before that. Um, now I, you know, and, and sometimes I think I actually enjoyed wine. Sometimes I enjoyed wine before I was all educated because now I'm sitting down and when I have a glass of wine, it's like I'm dissecting it sometimes, <laughs> and, you know, and you're like, all right, well, it's got this, it's got that, blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. Where before I was like, yeah, this is good, you know. But it's funny. It's fun as well, right? Yes. Because you like to do that. So it's fun and you enjoy to do that. Yes. 
So it's great, but not everybody is doing right. <laughs> like that. Right. And the one trade is missing a big deal of money, I believe. Yes. Well, it's funny. Uh, I was a couple of years back um, on the last trip I was over in Ireland and Scotland. We actually did a, a day class in uh, Killarney on Irish whiskey. And we also did a, uh, a tour of, um, I, I've already done all the whiskey tours in Ireland, but we did a couple of them up in Scotland in between our golf rounds. And it was, they're going, Luciana, to your point, they're going more the wine direction with telling you why you should like this wine. And they're, you know, whether it's once uh, distilled, twice distilled, and why uh, their mash is better and this, that, next thing, and the, the size of the tanks. And, and they're getting more technical in trying to get you to have, again, that, that connection um, mentally or intelligently about their process as opposed to whether you like it or don't like it kind of the scenario. But don't you think that that's more because you were on a tour? You were there. You were there it. to learn, right? Yeah, you I was there to you learn. Could have yeah. just, you could have just, you know, they're quite okay with just here, buy this, whatever. But you were on a tour, so they've got a tour or something, right? You got They got it. Well, yeah, these were, these, yeah, these were a tour for three of us, just three of us that went in. It wasn't right. a tour. But, yeah, we were there for it to be educated to about be, right, whiskey right. made. I still say the best tour ever i have ever had in my life was at sam adams in boston or well just technically outside of boston because you went in you waited you know for your tour time to go on they opened the door you know you watched a video of jim cook you know um, having a blast work you know doing what he does and then they opened the doors and they went all right that's a tank this is hops this is malt let's go drink that was the tour, you know, and they, you know, they were like, okay, here's some hops. You can smell it on your way to the, to, on the way. And then they opened these big doors, huge tables. And we sat there and we drank for an hour. It was like the best tour ever. Like they, you know, you could ask them questions if you wanted, <laughs> but you know, I, I mean, you know. I like, I like what they do in Champagne, the big houses of Champagne. They have different tours. So okay. if you want to know more, you go to the geek side of it. Okay. If you if you dare just to look around the barrels, take some pictures like Instagram kind of tour, they have it. So they have a beautiful lounge. They have different colors. They have a stairway to go into the caves with lightning and all this stuff. And you can, you can Instagram the hell out of it. <laughs> but yeah, but if you want to, to learn something, you want to hear about the technical stuff, you can book a tour and it's, it's a different tour. I like that. And there is also a third one that's very common in the U.S. is the drinking tour. So you pay something and you drink everything. <laughs> and it's also good. Right. So you have public for everything. Right. right. Absolutely. It's good. All right. So I have one more topic. Um, so, Susanna, this is, uh, <laughs> this kind of goes um, wax on the bottle. Do we like wax on the top, you know? No. Ignore the capsule. Let's put wax on it. No. I'm completely anti-wax. Why are you? Everybody's like, no. Why do I'm anti-wax. I'm anti-wax. It is beautiful. But it's like I, I want <laughs> wax on a beautiful leather-colored notebook in which I'm writing poetry, right? You know, like with a seal and all of that. I do not want wax on top of my wine bottle because it's hard to cut off. If you don't have the right instruments, it, you know, creates problems. Then it kind of like, you know, it's like fr so friable when you it comes apart. So then it gets all over the place and it's annoying at the end of the day, right? It's annoying. It's like, okay, great. Yeah. Nice bottle, but it's annoying. Like take that off my bottle of wine. Right? A wax in a bottle is just like high heels. It's beautiful to look at, 
But <laughs> to spend a, a whole day on high heels or go to work or run around with the high heels is not really funny. Uh, uh, Luciana, well that, I'm going to use that line. I am yeah, too. Good yeah, one. That's I will quote you, but that that's is a great awesome. One. Yeah, that's I a think great it's metaphor. like that. It's beautiful in a picture. And to look at it's very elegant. It's fantastic. Come on. But try on for tasting like 10 bottles or open like in your house. You have to clean the mess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. All those little pieces of wax. It's oh. funny. We used to, so I have obviously. And Lori knows a, a collection of wine and some of the high end, not from Pismo. Paso, Paso, Pismo, Paso. That's two major differences. <laughs> but, but up. He's the water. You know what? I'm the sure water. I'm drinking He's drinking water. water. Yeah. 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 Water's I, I blame on the water. <laughs> yeah. But um, we would go to dinner almost every Friday night when we lived more in the city and we go out to dinner almost when we could pre-COVID and I would typically bring a wax bottle to pay and let them deal with it with, for that meal because I got so sick and tired of opening wax bottles I would just if they're going to charge me for a corkage fee I said great here you can you can work on this wax bottle and then, that is so funny Actually, that is like Great. such a funny strategy. Like I have all these wax bottles, you open them. Yeah. All right, yeah. here we go. You're charging me 20 bucks corkage fee. Go to work. Yeah. yeah have, have, have at it. I like that. That is so funny. <laughs> but you do know, um, I am anti-wax also. Um, I just, I, I agree 100%. It's very pretty to look at. I I really do like looking at it when it's like the drippy thing, when it's not all perfect. Uh, you know, I do like that. It's pretty. But then it, it's a royal pain. It's a royal pain. Um, but they're and definitely not Coravin friendly, Susanna. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. My God. I know. But, um, go ahead. Go, well, there's one, one wine we recently had, Bell Gloss, which I don't like the, but they have the, which is sealed, it's sealed with wax, but they have a little tab, um, tab that you can just, and it comes off very, and that's easy to use. Did it still, it still shatter all over the place? No, oh, okay. it's like Dutch beer, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a little bit. It's a. It's a. It's a more uh, malleable uh, wax as opposed to the ones that are hot dipped in wax, right. and then you go to and then they dry out and then they crack and go every which way. Mm -hmm. But that that's pulling that off. I mean, I was so happy. I mean, I, I was. I feel, is that wine that good? No, nope. I have come. I, I don't come across that many. Yes. Yeah. Especially um, like um, young natural wines from the new world. So you with, have... With wax? Yeah. So I, I've seen some from South America and Isn't South Africa. Isn't that kind of anti... Wouldn't it be anti... I mean, I don't get that. How is that natural? I don't know. They have the whole speech about I do the wax myself and this is... Uh, oh, it's yeah. all about me storytelling right so they have a history they have stories for everything the label the painting the wax and all that i even i even saw once i was a screw cup with the wax on the top oh, <laughs> what's that about it's like yeah. i don't know what i want to be consistent i don't know what i want to be consistent you want to be one thing be it okay. i don't know well, i was, was a young a very young wine producer um <laughs> I was going to say, there is a little trick to to the wax, which I don't know if it's a secret, not a secret, or whatever. But um, all you really have to do so that it doesn't crumble, right, is if you just take it and put it in the palm of your hand and kind of just do this onto the palm of the hand, your, your body temperature is warm enough to soften the wax. So when you do that, you kind of do it, you know, a few times. And then you just immediately put the corkscrew in and pull it out, and it will come out without crumbling. Good to know. It do, it does come out yeah. without crumbling. Um, I, but some of those some of those that I have with wax have been sitting here 15, 16 years. It's mm -hmm. it's dry. It's really dry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But well, you should bring them next time you go out to dinner. Yes. Absolutely. That is a great <laughs> tactic. 
I it, will exactly. definitely do it from now on. A hundred percent. Love it. Love the that. Next, the next time Lori comes up and she's going to show me how easy it is, I'm going to give her one of okay. those wines to open. All up. right. All right. right. <laughs> yeah. Have her do that movement with the hand. Yeah. And then when it goes all over the place, I'll give her the vacuum. Okay, so ideal, deal, deal. As long as I get the wine that's in there, the, in I'll give you the wine. I'll give okay. you the wine. I'm okay. Um, but anyway, we we are already. Oh my gosh, almost at our hour. Um, I, does anybody have any other? You know, like that. You know, those were. The I have a question. Ones. Sure. I have a question. Uh, how do you feel about this new uh, paper bottle? like John Walker is going to launch next year with the Johnny Walker. Like the whole bottle is made of paper, but hard enough to shape like a bottle and very light to shape around the world. How I do don't you feel actually about know any, I don't know anything about it. Uh, so I have no opinion. I've read about it. I think it's the coolest thing ever, but I would have to see it and feel it in my hands to, and work with it to, <sighs> to decide if I think it's a good concept or not. I, I mean, intellectually, it's brilliant. Um, yeah, I saw some champagne bottles that are trying to make the customer get used to that when they just put like a second bottle vest in paper, like a, yes. you know what I mean? Like a kazoo, mm -hmm. like right. an eggshell. Mm -hmm. And the Dutch technology, it's very hard. It's like the first step to get to the consumer, to get used to that. So the question, the question, and I haven't read anything, Laurie or uh, Luciana, but my question would be, it's just like canned wine. They always tell you, you know, uh, the, the, what they coat it with on the inside. There's no flavor in, that's imparted, which is absolutely BS. It tastes horrible. And so whatever they put on the inside of the paper bottle to keep it impenetrable from air and leaking, somehow or another, that's going to be the bigger bigger issue than the actual container, I think. It's the liner. Yeah, but they, I don't know. I'm not a chemistry, a chemical engineer or anything. But what they say is that that's the difference. They don't put a liner inside. Is the, uh, the the bottle is is that way from outside and from inside? They don't have a second layer. That's what they say. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant, and the the concept is is um, is fantastic. And chemistry, you know, chemistry chemical wise, I get it. Um, but I still would. I'd have to manipulate it and see what see what it's it's like um, because I think it's a cool concept. I would. I'm dying to see yeah. that because all they they tell about it is fantastic. I'm dying to see that. Yeah, yeah. It I could be the future. We don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. I would. I would love to see it. I really would. Let's but. wait. <laughs> yes. All right, so Luciana, you do not know this because this is your first time on Wine Writers Wrap Up, but uh, I always end Wine Writers Wrap Up with a riddle. So Michael is going to go get his pen and paper, or is he already there? You go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so I just ask a riddle. Um, I don't know why I started this, but this is what I do at the end of Wine Writers Wrap Up. So what's that? What's that? A, a riddle. Know. Yeah. Just, like I ask, a, I ask a riddle, and we try. You guys have to guess who what the answer is. Okay. All right. All right. So the question is: Who or what are we? Every boxer needs a good one. We are seen on most Christmas trees. One of us is a famous captain, and I, and we often hang out with line and sinker. So, who or what are we? Every boxer needs a good one. We are seen on most Christmas trees. One of us is a famous captain, and we often hang out with a line and sinker. String? No. Star? No. Lucia? Anchor? Anchor? No. You guys are. Is there another? 
Is that another word for anchor? No, it's I know it's not. No, 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 no. Can you repeat the clue again? Yeah. Every boxer needs a good one. We are seen on most Christmas trees. One of us is a famous captain. We often hang out with a line and sinker. Cord? Angel? No, angel? Susanna's on the top of that tree. Star, angel. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the bottom. Like anchor, cord. I don't know. One last guess, Michael? Ooh, I got a, I got a winner here. Yeah, you got one. Um, no, I'm, I'm lost. All right. See, and Maria, Maria from Wine Cheese Friday, she is like the super riddle person. She gets every yeah. single one. I'm gonna have to text her this um, and see. All right, every boxer needs one. We are seen on most Christmas trees. One of us is a famous captain. You can't see my hand. Hook. Hook. Uh, <laughs> we are off. We often hang out. Where is in a box? Mind. There is a hook. Boxer. Boxer has a hook. A boxer. Sure. I was. Oh. Well done, Lori. Oh, I didn't come up with that, but thank you. No, but this is only my second wine writer, so I didn't know about this either. I don't remember the last one that we were on. If you had a riddle, but I um, did. I'm sure I did. I don't remember. Oh, but you know what? The, the last one you were on, you had to leave early. Oh, that's why so I missed, didn't know. You missed the end of it. Yes, yes. You, some, something. Well, good for you. All right, I'll have to come better prepared next yeah. time. Yeah. The grandkids love these, by the way. Oh yeah. Okay. Give them that one. See if they get it. Yeah, that one and well, the penny, the 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 oh, head, the head, kind yeah. of yeah, head, tail. I'm brown, something like that. That was last month. Yeah. That was last. Oh month. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on to Wine Writers Wrap Up and sharing your opinions on, you know, winery decisions. So this is kind of like where we really do wrap up, give you each like a minute or so to let everybody know, you know, who you are, where they can find you on social media. And, you know, I don't know if you're doing anything cool and special. Pandemic is opening up a little bit. Maybe there is something going on. So, Luciana, let's start with you. You can find me uh, everywhere with the Wine Talk group. Just take uh, Wine Talk group. And you can find my wine skill on Alexa, Wine Talk. And you can ask about wines. Um, it's a general thing. It's not a geek thing. Uh, you can f enable Wine Talk if you have a legal age for that. And you can talk about wines with Alexa or Google Home. That's awesome. I'm going to do that tonight. Me too. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> that's awesome. Awesome. Susanna. So I'm Susanna. Uh, you can find me on social media under Vigneto Coms or under my name, Susanna Gold, or my wine blog, Avinarde. I am about to launch something, but I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. There you go. All right. All right. And I love this conversation about winery decisions, and I hope you do more of them. Right. It's really an interesting kind of different topic thank you thank you and well, very good. uh i'm michael kelly i'm the spokesperson for paso robles <laughs> i knew that i knew that pimo what did you call it pimo it's pismo pismo sorry pismo, pismo. Beach. that's yeah. so funny uh, so i have uh, uh the website is california wines and wineries um and cab Franc. i put on the uh this last year was National Cab Franc. This year it's going to be International Cab Franc Day uh, wine competition. Or uh, Lori has another name for it. What was it? I forget what it was. International Cab Franc. Uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna re we're gonna remove it from Cab Franc Day because there was a bit yeah. of confusion from what I do for Cab Franc Day and then oh, the competition, oh. right? But we'll t we got time to talk. <laughs> Extravaganza or something. Who yeah. knows what it's going to be. But uh, anyway, that's and then doing, uh, uh, and that's that's enough. <laughs> and I can be found all over social media as exploring the wine glass, which is the wine, uh, the blog, and the podcast, as well as Dracina Wines, which is the winery located in Paso Robles, California. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cheers. Cheers. So thank you very much for joining. I hope you all have a wonderful Thursday night. I know, Michael, there's going to be something in your glass other than water in, a, in an hour or two. But everybody yeah. else, have a wonderful night. Thank you so much for joining. And I will <laughs> see you next month. So slancha. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. This has been another episode of Exploring the Wine Glass. Thanks for listening. If you have suggestions on what topics you would like me to discuss, please reach out on social media. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as Exploring the Wine Glass. I am also on LinkedIn as Lori Hoytbud. Of course, you can always email me at exploringthewineglass at gmail.com. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to help others find me more easily. And most importantly, tell your wine-loving friends, because if you like the podcast, they will too. Music is Wine by Kevens. Until next week, slancha. No, no, never let you